Hi, welcome to the first ever episode, official episode of We Are Elite with me, Daz. And me, Marcel. And yeah, we, we, after our intro podcast yesterday, I think everyone should know what, what we're all about now. About all in. <laughs> Fucking all in. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so, uh, news with All Elite Wrestling, we'll start with... No, we'll start with Dynamite, because there's some of the news was included in what happened on Dynamite. On so, the next episode, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some but, very uh, big news. There are a lot of rumors right now. Oh, too many rumors. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of, uh, and not even one rumor uh, I I like. No, and and I'm struggling to to say I uh, I'm, I'm thinking now I'll believe it when I actually see these things happen. Yeah, and if so, one thing happened, then uh, I'm really de- uh, desperate. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So this week's. Dynamite was also Fight for the Fallen. Special episode. Yeah. I don't know. Like AEW doing these things. This things. Yeah, because they've had different ones. They've had uh, Blood and Guts. We've had uh, what was last week. I've completely forgotten. Fight Fighter Fest. Yeah. Yeah, we've had lots of different ones. But what did you think of the opening of the show with the entrance from the Dark Order and the Elite? I was really impressed by the entrance from the Dark Order. It, it felt really, really special. But, but also from the Elite, but the Dark Order, it was wow. Oh, yeah, I, I watched it again online after watching it on Dynamite because it was like that was like some seriously good shit yeah they really uh, want to get a reaction from the audience now yeah and 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 I think that definitely worked oh exactly exactly and, yeah but then how special and serious the Dark Order's entrance was then you had the Elite Self, selfish and uh, arrogant, like the elite. I like it. Yep. It, 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 and I love that uh, they brought out the basketball hoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but next time uh, they should uh, exercise this uh, spot with the with the uh, basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. And cause... the pile driver. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they missed. <laughs> but it's live TV. Yeah. yeah Every, it... Everything can happen. But they didn't let it affect them. They carried on. No, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Didn't, it didn't throw them off. What did you think of the elite's uh, ring gear? I like it because they don't take him themselves so serious. No, and I like that they use the Space Jam logo. Yeah, on their basketball jerseys and all the different names. Yeah, everyone like uh, who, who was born at the end of the eighties liked uh, Space Jam, and uh, it's uh, it's cool to see uh, that they used this uh, these things. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but who? I think the stipulation was that if the elite won, then 
no title shot for Hangman and no tag titles for Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Yeah, but it's uh, pro wrestling, so uh, it doesn't matter. No. So so with the result, with the Elite winning, that means that at the moment, there's no title shots for the Dark Order or Hangman Page. Yeah. Wait uh, two or three uh, months and uh, it's all forgotten. Yeah, and we've got a long time until uh, we get the next pay-per-view in September, so a lot can happen. Oh, yeah. A lot can happen. Uh, but I wanted to say, for me, the star of that match, I think, was Stu Grayson. Like, he doesn't appear much on Dynamite, but fuck, he was brilliant. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I want to see more from him. Yeah, he, he was amazing during that. I mean, he, he, he really made a big name for himself, I think. He isn't the biggest guy, but uh, he he impressed me like uh, he would be two meters. Uh, yeah. Tall. Uh, and hit him and John Silver, who is it? Johnny Hungy, as they call him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. He's brilliant. Uh, and then next we had the tit- the FTW title celebration for Ricky Starks. What did you think of this bit? I was really entertained by it. I yeah. liked it. Uh, when I saw it, uh, Tess has had a lot of fun and uh, I have also a lot of fun. He uh, he enjoyed it. And yep. that's the best thing to entertain other pe- uh, people. Especially when they, he came out with the New Orleans marching band. Yeah. And and then Brian Cage obviously smashed the drum over the guy's head. <laughs> what an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. The, the way he just picked it up and straight on his head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. But it, it, it's good that they had fun with that, even though it's not obviously a, a, a recognized title, but they still, it made you feel like they was really happy that he won. He won this title from Brian Cage, but Cage came out, I think it made Brian Cage look even more of a beast than he is. Yeah. It did the right job. And the FTR title is so much uh, more interesting than the 24-7 title. Yeah, definitely. WWE. Definitely. And I like that it only the only way you'd be champions if you're in Taz is in Team Taz. It seems. <laughs> like him and Hangman. Hangman Page had a shot at it, but I didn't know if he actually would win the belt. No, because he becomes uh, in the future the uh, AEW champ. I agree, 100% agree. And then we had a promo from, which was a big surprise, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Where yeah. he was saying that he would challenge the winner from uh, Lance Archer and, and Hikuleo. Yeah, first of all, I'm really happy that they worked with uh, New Japan Wrestling. Yeah. And, it's and, like, uh, like, like you said it in the first episode of the we the, the lead podcast. Um, you see every kind of wrestling on AEW, and that's the best proof. Definitely, definitely, and and I liked when we had uh, the different Japanese guys coming over and facing Moxley, and hope, hopefully they keep they keep it they keep it happening. Yeah, and it's cool to see a uh, King Haku again. 
Oh yes, King Haku, that was superb. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> See Haku on mainstream wrestling again. Uh, yeah. Then we had which, in my opinion, the next match was the match I was looking forward to most on the card, which was FPR against Santana and Ortiz. I think it lived up to the hype. Like it was a good match, but it ha- it ended shortly because of the injury for Week Cash Wheeler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think I, it it looked like he I don't know he landed on the turnbuckle with his forearm and then just blood was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a really, it, it wasn't really beautiful. You know what I mean? It, no, I don't. Uh, it's it's always a shit if these things happen. Definitely, definitely. I think if that hadn't happened, the match would have ended very differently. Yeah, I don't think it would have been just a one move and finish. I think the match would have gone longer. Yeah, but uh, what do you want to have? You you can't. Uh, change it yeah no i think we'll definitely see them wrestle again yeah sure sure artist santana with conan and uh, ftr uh with tali planchard it's uh they have a great chemistry together definitely definitely and I, I don't think that's the last we'll see of them two teams no and what did you think of the promo next the uh brit baker promo where she said she need, she was getting extra security <laughs> She is the biggest attraction right now in the Western world for women's wrestling. Definitely. She's untouchable right now. She, she doesn't even need to get in the ring to impress. No. no. And that's the the best the best thing is uh look at WWE. They have an inspirational superhero, women superhero, and that get booed out from the whole audience. And uh, Dr. Britt Baker is a badass dentist who get uh, where the audience celebrate her. Yep. I've, I've, yeah. As soon and as she's here, know what I mean? Yeah. And it... everyone uh, shouting, uh, chanting her name. Yep. And and as soon as before she even says it, the whole crowd are ready to shout DMD. Yeah, and uh, everyone uh, and every man uh, can wear a Dr. Britt Baker T-shirt uh, because uh, you don't see the this girl you see the complete wrestler the yep. worker definitely definitely that, that i don't think you could describe it any better than that yeah and but... this main event uh, months ago this uh, hardcore match on uh, on dynamite where she got the main event yeah that proved that she yeah. it, it, it's now not women's wrestling it's no, just it's... wrestling yeah definitely I tell you who I'd like to see her against. The, I'd like her against Killer Kelly would be good. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, then we had two other promos. One, the first being that they announced that we would be having Rampage, the first dance in Chicago, and then Darby oh, Allen and Sting. I enjoy the. This uh, this new Sting, yeah, this really quiet person who is uh, a little bit uh, with this funny accents, yeah, and funny details, and that he's the mentor from from a Derby. 
But uh, I don't want to see CM Punk. Ooh, you don't? No. No, the way he uh, leave WWE wasn't... Uh, it was uh, he left this company without any honor. That's a good He's point. He's the most ungrateful worker on this business of all time. So, so, but do you think that Darby Allen was working the crowd, or is he? It, do you think he will be joining? I hope he working the crowd. Yeah, I think I don't. It I, I, don't want to, I, I, I don't want CM Punk and AEW because uh, he was so uh, arrogant against wrestling fans when he left WWE and. Uh, yeah. There we have it. But the fact that he did say best in the world, part of me is thinking, is he saying it just to get the just to work the crowd up? Because months ago Chris Jericho declared himself as the best in the world. So could he be calling out Chris Jericho? I don't know. I don't know. I hope CM Punk doesn't uh, start an AEW. There we have it. Not a fan. Then we had no, the... He, 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 he was a great wrestler in the indie scene and I was really happy that he became this, this huge run in WWE. But everything that happened after this was uh, such an idiotic uh, scenario. Definitely, definitely. Kind of tarnished his him in the ring. Yeah. He's great in the ring, but the rest, no, I don't want to see him. So next we had the NJPW US title match between Hikaleo and, as we said, his father, King Haku. And then Lance Archer, but with no Jake the Snake Roberts. Where he is, I don't know. No, I, I was I was a bit... That was one of the things I noticed. I was like, where's Jake the Snake? Like, you haven't really seen Lance Archer without him. Mm. I hope he's, he, I hope he's all right. He, yeah, he's all right. It's a, I think it's a storyline thing to prepare Lance Archer's uh, way to bigger things. That Yeah, that could be right. And the fact that it, Jake the Snake wasn't in, in New Japan. So yeah. why would unless that's only that I can think? But what did you think of the of this match? Uh, I never saw the, much things from Hikuleo, right? But uh, I was impressed from him. And Lance Archer is a is a cool worker, so it wasn't a bad match. And yeah, I think it was uh, a typical middle of the show match. Like they yeah, did what they yeah. needed to do. It doesn't hurt anyone. No, but I have a cool story about Hikaleo at a indie show in Scotland. Uh, he actually called Fuzz's our friend, Fuzz, friend of the podcast, Fuzz, his son in the ring, and had him on the turnbuckle doing a two sweet. It's quite cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's quite cool. So, right next we had, we're going to go to a segment that we have. The Prince. Of pro wrestling, the American nightmare, Cody. What 
has Cody been up to now, Marcel? What has what did Cody get up to this week on AEW? A feud with um, what's the name of him now in AEW? Malaika. Malachi Black. Malachi Black, yeah. And I hope that uh, he don't bury him. What did you see? Did you notice what was above Cody uh, uh, when he was sat at the desk? Three letters. Yeah. He had the he had the word EVP above his head. I thought you would like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's crazy that Black has come in and the first person he faces is Cody. I hope he's a better, uh, it had a better uh, end like uh, than David Agogo's. Oh yeah, the Agogo thing. Yeah, the man we've never seen since he lost to Cody. Yeah, and he isn't a heel. No, <laughs> he isn't a heel. Everything on him say, okay, uh, I'm a person you can, uh, you, you, you can love, you know. Yeah, you should feel sorry for me. She has sympathy. Yeah. Not hate me because. <laughs> so yeah, I liked the bit. I liked how the segment ended with the crowd cheering for Black, and then Malachi Black saying, "Welcome to the House of Black." Yeah, there comes uh, more, and I really enjoyed it uh, when uh, Black started in AEW that he became this big reaction when he. Oh yeah, yeah, and. And, and I don't know about you, but his uh, kick looks more violent lately than it did in WWE. It looked a bit slow yeah, like in WWE. Indies. Like in yeah. the Indies. Yeah, like it looked like when he kicked one of the security guys this week, it, it looked like it generally could take his fucking head off. Yeah. Like, and when he hit Arn Anderson with it, like, but when he was doing it in WWE, it looked a little bit slow and. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I hope that it's. That uh, he became now this spot that he earned. Oh, well, definitely, definitely for us indie fans. Uh, yeah, and, and and definitely for us European indie fans. Yeah, a lot of love for him. For everyone who watched him in this uh, outlaw company in Düsseldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! Very European indie joke there. Uh, yeah. Cornets, uh, call it so. <laughs> Next, we had Miro with his promo with his. It looks like to me his Bulgarian TNT title with the with the green and the white and the red on it. Yeah, but uh, let me tell you something. I really enjoy Miro since he's in AEW. He was so boring in WWE. Yeah. What do you What do you think of his new of his promos where he's talking about God and stuff? He's uh, absolutely lunatic. Yeah. He's absolutely lunatic. And uh, I like it. And I I know that he uh, is in private life uh, maybe a cool person. I hope. But uh, I really buy him this uh, this this gimmick. Yep. I think you're right. He, he does just come across as this crazy guy now. Who... Yeah. He's so... Uh, you you don't know what he does, what he doing next. It's no. only Putin what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is going to come out of his mouth next? But he basically said that he's going to face 
Lee Johnson from the Nightmare Family next week for the TNT title. Yeah. Which is a big match for Lee Johnson, I'd say. Yeah, of course. Of course. Because Miro uh, can be a, a big name in, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Who I think will be in, in, in not long until he's challenging for the world title. No. I think that'll be soon. Uh, then next, we had the six-man tag between the House, the Hardy Foundation, is it called? The Hardy Family Office. That's the fucker. With Angelico, Isaiah Cassidy, and Mark Queen. Or yeah. Mark Queen. And, uh, yeah, with Matt Hardy as a manager. And then we got uh, Christian Cage with the Jurassic Express Jungle Boy Luchasaurus with uh, Marco Stunt. How small is Marco Stunt when he stands next to Luchasaurus? He <laughs> looks like a small boy. <laughs> they can share their uh, their living room in the pocket with uh, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I thought that this match was it was good, but it felt like it was a very a little bit of a rush. It was too quick. Yeah, only long. four minutes and forty seconds, because uh, yeah, you see it, uh, the the Jurassic Express and it's, it's especially Jungle Boy are uh, totally over in the um, for the audience, and yeah. uh, that Christian Cage uh, is now a supporter of this uh, tag team. It's a great thing. I thought that uh, he booked himself in this last battle royal, uh, but uh, he led. Jungle Boy win and that he's now something like a part of this team. I I like it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And and it was good to see that the that the Jurassic Express got the win as well. Yeah, but uh, I I thought uh, weeks ago I really enjoyed also this Matt Hardy character on uh, AEW. This uh, businessman and a little bit. Uh, uh, cheating businessman, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's it, it's a new gimmick, and uh, I'm more impressed by it than this mentally metal thing that he's doing on uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, because I know Tony Khan has even said that he didn't like the delete and stuff. Did he? He wasn't a fan, so no, it was only. Um... It only uh, it was so um, um um I don't know what the word is it's... it was quite short lived in AEW wasn't it yeah it but it long. was it was so penetrant yeah 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 I don't know it's no not for yeah, you and I, no and uh, I really enjoy Angelico and I like this uh, German suplex spot oh that was be- that was amazing yeah. Really good, Angelico. He is brilliant. Yeah, he was a shotgun champ in Germany. Yeah, on yeah. His outlaw. Uh, and his own company. <laughs> <laughs> and what? And then we had the blades come out after the match and attack and smash the Christian Cage in the face with the brass knucks. <laughs> Which I liked. I thought that was good. Because it, it it further it further supports the the feud between the Hardys and uh, Christian. Yeah, 
it makes it of course uh, and uh, everyone who uh, growing up end of the 90s start of the beginning of the uh, millennium of the 2000s uh, know that uh, the Hardy Boys and Christian has their own history yeah and they're still and, and they're able to make it relevant in 2021 yeah 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 uh, yeah. Next, we had a, the women, uh, a women's match between Julia Hart, who was with the Varsity Blondes against, who I think is one of the best on the roster as well, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? I I, I like this. Uh, I like the Varsity Blondes. It's a vintage and uh, eighties start nineties uh, tag team like uh, the Hollywood Blondes. Yep. And yeah, Tana Rosa, you can't uh, say bad things about her. It was her first match since she, she had uh, signed a contract with AEW, and it was good that she got the win. Yeah, and you saw, and and uh, the women's division got uh, they they are serious in AEW. They yeah. handle this uh, this uh, division series on the same level like the like the men's. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then after that, we had John Moxley. Uh, calling out it sounded like Tanahashi but then saying that uh he is going to open the forbidden door and fight everyone in New Japan. Yeah. I, I hope it definitely. I think that yeah. Moxley is one of the best promos around at the moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh I was always uh, when he was part of the shield he was uh my my favorite character from them, yeah, from I this think... uh, for this group, the, the shield were legendary. Everyone has their right, uh, their right part on this group. But uh, Moxley was so outstanding, and uh, he was so quiet, but uh, so so loud in his own way. Definitely, and I think he's he do, he's another one like Britt Baker doesn't need to wrestle to still have a big impact. No, no, he's 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 a big attraction right now. Oh, one hundred percent. And then we move on to a main event, which was it was MDK all fucking day, but on a Wednesday. <laughs> so MDK on a fucking Wednesday, which was they said it was a no rules match, but it was basically a death match on mainstream wrestling TV for like the first time ever, I think. And maybe off the last time. <laughs> I know you're not the biggest fan of death match wrestling so i want to know no, what did you think but i think uh i like that they're giving nick gage this platform and uh maybe the biggest audience that he ever had in his life yeah and the one thing i didn't like was the ring announcement when they said it's nick gage all effing day i was like oh, come on come on yeah just say fucking it's fine but uh, what, what 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 was your I want to know what's your what was your favorite spot in the match? This uh, Huron Kanrana through the glass. Yeah, it was wow. Uh, what was your the least pizza. favorite? Uh, maybe the lights tubes. Oh wow! I I thought you were going to say the pizza cutter. No, the pizza huh? cutter. It wasn't uh, so bad as I thought. It was. It was. They def the the camera angle was very different to the one they used on 
GCW when he did it on yeah. Matt Cardona. <laughs> yeah, sure, because uh, they have uh, eight-year-old kids who watch it now. You know, <laughs> you can't doing this. If they saw, if they seen this, they are doing it uh, with their little brother or sister. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> well, I know I would have been when I was younger. So yeah, I have doing it today with a seven years old child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, love it. But I think that it was it was done well and I think the fact that MJF was on commentary made it even better because yeah, he but, was just a dick. But you yeah, but uh, he's MJF and you, you I really like it that Jim Ross doesn't want to uh, comment on Nick Gage or a death match. No, no. No. <laughs> he possibly didn't like it. <laughs> and I like it when they argue with MJF. Yeah, but he's so good in his uh in in his gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah, he really. He, like you said on uh, the last uh, podcast, you said that MJF lives MJL MJF. Yeah, exactly. And I really miss this kind of uh, characters the last Definitely. ten fifteen years. And yeah, I was, I was, I I did enjoy though when they showed the front row during the pizza cut a bit. Some of the people didn't look like they were having a good time. <laughs> they what they were a bit... Expect? What do you expect? <laughs> Where I, would, you I was like, yes! <laughs> but... Like everyone who's coming out of Wales. <laughs> but I got big respect for Chris Jericho for... At this for doing it, yeah. This in his career, yeah. Like, that's a big thing for and him a, to do. A big respect to uh, booking this match and to give Nick Gage this platform. 100%. But and we, this, uh, you know, it was this fist bump to the indie scene, to the indie wrestling fan scene at this moment. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like the finish with the mist, the black mist, and then he hit him with the tubes, and then the Judas yeah. effect, and Jericho won the second labor. And I like this, uh, this challenge, this uh, labor of Jericho thing from so, MJF. So, what was uh, what? Going with the labors of Jericho, what's labor number three? What, what was... uh, he gonna fight against Juventud Guerrero? Wow, I could you imagine this 10 years ago saying that? No, because 10 years ago, Hubi was uh, on a point in on his life that uh, yeah, he killed his own reputation, yep, but now he's gonna be on TNT potentially in the main event like 30 years ago yeah wow and uh you know this was uh the big magic when i started to watch wrestling uh mid 90s i watch uh wcw monday night nitro and you have the high flyers the uh, cool attractions from mexico and all this this kind of of workers and yeah that brings me back the love of wrestling i i genuinely couldn't believe that we were going to see we're going that's the match we're going to see and i love the way they did the throwback to november 2019 and said you said this chris and he played it as like this is what we mean long term storytelling amazing yeah and uh the only thing about uh, what uh, what would be better uh, would be if uh, Dean Malenko hasn't Parkinson 
and Chellington um, next week because uh, the Dean Malenko Chris Jericho feud was my first real feud that I really enjoyed. Do you imagine in a submission match? Oh, holy shit! Amazing. But Jericho has to win against Hoovy with a move from the top rope as well. Yeah. So he can't just win with a with a Judas effect. It's got to be a top rope move. Wow. What did the so? I thought that was a really good episode of Dynamite this week. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It it, it showed exactly why I love what I love in wrestling and what keeps me interested for a whole two hour show. That's true. Yeah. So that's what happened. Dynamite. Now we'll talk about the news that people won't shut up about is Daniel Bryan or Daniel. Brian Danielson and CM Punk and come into AEW. We already know about and CM Punk. That's but... not signed with a company that's not WWE. Yeah. Like, do you think it'll happen? <clears throat> Both of them. I say it a lot of time. I don't want to see a new face right now on AEW. No. Not from the indies and not a, and not a WWE star. No. But if they book Daniel Prime, I would be a, a little bit lucky. Yeah, I think uh, he mentioned matches what uh, you can book with him. Could you imagine him against MJF? Him his against promo. Jungle Boy? Imagine this promos with MJF. Oh. He or even Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. Like dream matches that we never thought yeah. would happen. Yeah. But, and then what, we touched on it lightly. Uh, what about, there's rumors of who could be Britt Baker's security or extra muscle. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, I saw it, but. I they say not. the iconic, the former iconics. And make a new women's all women's faction. I think I'd rather see them use someone who's already in AEW. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Use someone who's already in AEW. Maybe from Japan. Yeah, definitely. Don't we don't need like like you said, we don't really need to bring uh, in the new stuff. Japanese uh, star. Women star, yeah, like Azure Kong or something like that. Oh, this would be this would be cool. Yeah, because so, then she doesn't have to do much in the ring. She can just be the muscle. Yeah, security. I I, but I couldn't uh, think that Brock Lesnar that they really uh, would giving Brock a contract. Me neither. That that was a, that was the craziest. It's too of the far away. It's too far away, and I don't know what I think about it. If Brock really uh, started in AEW, yeah, uh, it's no. not. Uh, uh, it's his style wouldn't really fit. Yeah, but you know, I I like him. He's a uh, one of the smartest guys in the sports business right now. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the biggest attractions in this. Uh, yeah, in 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 the sports scenes. Yeah. He's a MMA world heavyweight champion. He's a 
the best paid person in WWE right now, but uh, he's not. Um, yeah, yeah, he's I... not AEW, you know. No, I agree. I don't think it would really work. In my opinion, I just think he would come in and he would ruin lots of people's momentum. He would like bury them basically. Yeah, and his pony doesn't help him. No, 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 cut that ponytail off, shave it off. That needs to go. (laughs) No, but you look what it, what, 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 what an idiotic place Twitter is. You have one of the biggest sports stars on this planet, one of the biggest attractions, and he becomes a big shitstorm only because he has a pony. (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking about his haircut. Yeah, it's. What a world. (laughs) What a world we live in. Brock Lesnar's hair is most important. Wow. So we'll finish with the AEW rankings as of the 28th of July, 2021. And we'll start with the tag team rankings. So currently ranked number five tag team is Santana and Ortiz. Number four, FTR. My heart is bleeding. Yep. Then number three, Private Party. That's okay. Number two, The Acclaimed. And the number one tag team, so the number one contenders for the Young Bucks are the Varsity Blondes. I like this. So the Dark Order really have fallen off the rankings after losing that match. Yeah, but maybe it's better for the gimmicks and for the storylines that the Varsity Plants has right now this spot. Definitely, definitely. And on to the women's top five. Uh, Number five is Red Velvet. Mm -hmm. Number four, former champion Hikaru Shida. Wow, yeah. Number three, Chris Statlander. Number two, Ty Conti. I like her. And number one contender at the moment is now Thunder Rosa, who is on a, the biggest undefeated streak in the women's division. And I think uh, at the next pay-per-view, we're going to have a big fight with her. Oh, yeah. If it's as good as that hardcore match, then I'm all for it. Yeah. And then in the men's rankings, uh, these are the ch- people that can challenge them for the TNT and the world title. Number five is Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I'm so imp- impressed by this uh, Kenny Omega triple threat match. Oh, that was amazing! That that it was I... amazing, and I wasn't a big fan of from him, but now I really understand him. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad people are coming around for Orange Cassidy. I love yeah. him. Number four, Darby Allen. <sighs> Number He's three. The Oh, yeah, future of the game. Number three, Christian Cage. He outclassed everyone. Yeah, he really does. Number two, Jungle Boy. He's over as fuck. Yeah, and number one, so the number one ranked man, man that doesn't have a title is Hangman Adam Page. My favorite, but uh, I wish he had, a, a, he had another uh, finishing move. Oh, than the the buckshot lariat. Yeah, but it's okay. It works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is 
this week's Dynamite. All done and the rankings. Uh, and as I said before, it was MDK on a fucking Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that is our first official episode. Uh, as always, please follow us on Twitter at We Are Elite Pod. Like and on subscribe. Facebook. Or on Facebook. Yep, true. At the We Are Elite Podcast on Facebook. Like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google po- Podcasts. Marcel, is there anything you would like to add? No. There we go. Marcel has fuck all to add. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, uh, and we'll be back next week where we will be talking about next week's Dynamite and we'll also go into... Uh, the results of Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah. So, go, uh, as you said, go follow us on social media and uh, we will be back next week. So, that's bye from me, Daz. I'm all out. Fuck off. <laughs> so, so, we'll see you next week. MDK, MDK. It's Nick Gage, the fucking king, the god, murder, death, kill gang. Eastern Bloc Hate Club Gang affiliated man